0: Welcome in to Real Kipper and Bourne. We are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee in the next hour. In a few minutes, we'll welcome in Eric Francis, senior columnist with Sportsnet. Does a terrific job covering the Calgary Flames last night. Hold
1: well, on. Where's our rocking guitar solo yeah, with we, your intro?
0: We just do a cold open.
1: What happened? There was a, it feels like a dry run, right? Were we, were, I don't know. Are we on air?
0: <laughs> Hello? It was... Oh, is it I'm below told my it was, I'm told it was there. We just can't hear it. We're like dogs. <laughs> it's With over. a high pitch. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. Now the dogs can <laughs> so hear the high they pitch. Hear it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're like the
1: opposite of
0: dogs. The dogs are, they're,
2: they're we're the like, like, opposite like of cats. dogs. I I like my dog when I tell him to sit. He doesn't hear it. There you go. Yeah.
1: Oh, sorry, you were doing the show and I yes, was really interrupting you. <laughs> oh, <hey. laughs>
0: All right, there we go. There Thank we, God. we go. All right. See, All right now ah, it feels better. Yeah. Whew. Now we're <laughs> okay. We got our vibe going. <laughs> there we go. Uh, comfortable lead, I think. No, never really a comfortable lead. Five three. And then they give up what three yeah. unanswered goals in six five in regulation. Nine minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And felt a little devastating. And I, I don't know if If only they had a shutdown D man like Tanev if 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 that feels worse than losing ten of the first fifteen seconds of the opening face off which is worse
1: the ten've lost probably i here's where I'm at with the flames good team could make the playoffs this season, but for what you know like I don't they're not a Stanley Cup contender are they not better to accumulate assets maybe be worse I know no one wants to hear that they should probably just you know, they got Huberto, they got Weaker, they got Kadri, they, they're playing for it. They're officially behind the Edmonton Oilers now. They're so. behind the Oilers. Yeah. and
2: Tanev's out, they've traded Zadorov. So, quickly before we get in, we can get into this more after Eric. I don't know if he's there yet or not, but what do you, I pitched this to you guys yesterday when we were off there, I was like, oh, you know, big Bedard versus Connor <laughs> McDavid battle tonight. Like, do you think we should? T- we both swam right bo- by your base. And bait. both you guys were like, eh. Not a story. Listen,
1: not a story. I, I think it's. Not a story. Not a story. Connor not- versus Connor. They both really like each other. It's, it's They're on- 10 years apart in age, and it- neither of them are well, and one's I not going for the cup. I don't blame them
0: for trying. It's on to- TNT National. Nash- like, yeah. it's on
1: down down south. Like,
2: it's
0: on. Great the- players.
1: First pick. Names are the same.
0: Outside End of that? list.
1: Okay. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I way off base here? Marquee in that there's two great players.
0: I, I don't blame them for trying to hang their hat on something here. Yeah. Outside of Bedard, there's nothing that would ever make you want to watch a Chicago Blackhawk game.
2: Yeah. And it's like, yeah, great, Connor versus Connor, where the one Connor wins seven-one.
1: <laughs> you know, like, like McDavid's humming now. The yeah. Oilers have won seven in a row. Like Bedard is finding it. He's having a great year. He's an awesome player. But like Sid and Ovi hated each other well, like, and they were the same yeah, age within yeah. a year or two yeah, there was and some... both
0: their teams were good and they met in the play like there's no juice here yeah yet. there's no uh you, you're you're never you'll never get that i think out of uh bedard but i don't know we we may be wrong there might be a little bit of a tiger in there somewhere they skate in the summer together Oh, like you're just saying like they just like each other. So yeah. it can't be like, like a true it, rivalry. You
1: know, they're both trying to be great alongside. Like maybe if both teams are great at the same time, at some point we'll have some, but and they'll eventually be teammates playing for team Canada. So,
0: okay. Look yeah. forward to that. If yeah, that me too. ever happens. Yeah. All right. As we mentioned earlier, Eric Francis now joins us senior columnist with the sportsnet.ca Eric. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Top of the hour, we were talking about a, a blown lead on whether or not that's the first thing you think of last night is blowing the three goal lead or losing Chris Tano in the first fifteen seconds. Which one is a bigger story for you?
3: Tough, tough to say which stings the most. I mean, it was such a gritty effort with five defensemen the whole game. They blocked thirty shots. Like they were, it would have been a season turning win in my opinion. Instead, it's like a season you know, the biggest gut punch all season they'll probably get. It's So, yeah, the the, the word on Tanev, uh, from what I understand, is that um, he was feeling a little better after the game. Like, I know we're not supposed to throw the word concussion around, but, like, it's when someone's face goes first into the glass, you have to assume that that's potentially what he's dealing with. He looked quite dazed. Anyway, apparently looked a lot better after the game. He's definitely not playing tonight. They've listed him as day-to-day, so... I assume we're supposed to read into it that that's good news.
1: Mm -hmm. So, you know, where do you think this Flames team is at? I just, I, I, you know, kind of just said maybe it'd be better if they're going the opposite direction than winning for this season. But I, this is, there's a lot of weak teams in the West. They could get into the playoffs. They have enough veteran guys and goaltending and D that you never know once you're there.
3: You know, where are they and what do you think they should be doing? I'm 100% with you. I think they could make the playoffs. I mean, I think, you know, but I don't think you can make the playoffs if you get rid of two or three of those UFAs. I mean, those are cornerstones of your franchise, you know, like Hannafin, Mm -hmm. Lindholm, and and Tanev. I mean, extremely popular, extremely important. So yeah, if you you kept them, I think you'd have, you know, a 50-50 chance of making the playoffs, but you, you can't keep them all. You probably can't keep even more than one of them. And probably the smart money is that they won't keep any of them. So I'm 100 percent with you for what? You know, this this franchise for 30 years has been in the middle, right in the middle. I actually I did the numbers the other day. 30 years of NHL hockey in Calgary, Flames are 17th. They have the 17th best record. Oh. Like that's that's like the the worst place to be because you don't get <laughs> good draft picks and you're also often not in the playoffs. So yeah, that kind of sums up where they've been for 30 years. Now is a really golden opportunity. To
0: affect significant change in that regard, Eric. Uh, what two, three weeks ago, a couple of big wins against Vegas and Dallas, and were those wins to buy Craig Conroy time to not feel like the pressure to to move anybody, and did maybe the last couple of losses? Change that again or is this the way it's gonna be? Like, what is his preference right now? Because I'll I'll use Tanov as an example here. And yes, everybody knows he'd be great on any contending team right now as a legit yeah. top four shutdown guy. But then there's that thing that hangs over his head a little bit, is that that injury, he can go down at any time. So does that is last night's reminder of him being hurt to Craig Conroy is be careful here how long you want to hold on to him. And if he gets hurt again, is it going to be day-to-day, week-to-week, or season-ending?
3: You nailed it. You know, I mean, it's a cautionary tale what happened last night. And Like I said, it looks like they may have dodged a bullet here, but this guy's the ultimate warrior in the way he plays the game. I mean, I think most people in Canada saw him eat that puck a couple weeks ago, and uh, he was back the next game. I mean, this this guy will... The funny thing is I've often used the term, he'd block a shot with his face in the preseason. Um, He'll do it in game 25, 27 as well, but that's the danger. And so, yes, Craig Conroy is taking, you know, probably upwards of at least another month uh, to really see what he's got here. They put a moratorium on any contract talks with any of their UFAs or anything like that, and they just want to see what they've got. But then when you see 15 seconds of the game last night, you know, one of your big prospects prospects, not the word, but you know, you're going to get at least a second rounder and a, probably a really good prospect for Chris Santa if you decide to trade him. And that may have all disappeared with one hit into the glass. So it looks like, again, that's not going to be the case right now, but every game those guys play, you run the risk of jeopardizing the future of this franchise a little more. So maybe you want to speed it up, but I, I also don't think he'd do anything before Christmas. I just don't think Conroy's that guy, but as soon as Christmas is over, It's my belief that it it should be open season because by then you'll have seen enough two game winning streaks, three game losing streaks, one game win, two games losing. That's what we've seen here for 30 years.
1: So if you're looking to turn things around, you need some young people. I've been really impressed with uh, Connor Zeri. Uh, It's he at uh, nearly Huberto's point total in 10 less games. And he's been effective. (laughs) You know, what are your thoughts on some of the young guys coming along? Like if they do flip some assets, would they be able to be competitive again soon?
3: I think so. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you know, I, I, the Huberto issue is going to be a, probably a problem for a long time. Is he still struggling? Like seven more years? Still struggling? You know, yeah, he's really struggling, really struggling, and, uh, and, you know, it's the point where it's actually hurting the team. The other night he had an open net. They were up one nothing. They had all the momentum in the world. He missed the open net by about a foot from five feet out, and uh, next thing you know they lose the game. So, but but Connor's dairy is the biggest and best and most surprising story of the season for the Calgary Flames. He really is. Like, Guys, at the end of the season, I mean, we've got a long way to go, but at this point in time, he's got to be in a calder conversation. I'm not throwing him up there with the other Connor. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, on a points-per-game basis, I think he's second only to Medard. Mm -hmm. And he's really having an impact. He's on the top line right now. I got promoted to the top line. Had a great goal last night. 13 points in 18 games. Like, he's really... I think he's only two goals off the team lead and he missed 10 games. So yeah, Connor area is a big part of what this team will be moving forward. And I do think they can retool is the word and be a really good team in a couple of years. I really do believe that Cadre has been a really good player for them. Yeah. Uh, you got some cornerstones here, you got strong goaltending all three of them. You know, it's uh there are a lot of positive signs you make a couple really good trades and it's a different outlook.
0: So why has, Ka- Ka- why has Kadri been able to turn this thing around and, and Huberto has not?
3: You know, Kadri's really been energized by two raw rookies. I mean, Martin Pospisil and Connor's area have been on his wings. And ever since then, Kadri has been a point per game guy. He's fully engaged. He's a leader. I think he really likes being that father figure to so to speak to those young guys. He says they've energized him. He's energized them. Uh, I, I, I really think that, you know, the first 10 games were a bit of a struggle for him and he wasn't getting any point production. Now he is, and he's been really good. And like I said, he, him and Coleman have probably been the two most consistent flames all season long. So when people speak from the outside, like looking in and say, well, you're in big trouble when you got a cadre contract and a Huberto contract, that's only half true because cadre is not a problem. He is a real leader for the team.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on what's happening in Edmonton right now where they've found it a little bit? I know Flames fans are not having fun watching this show so far, but uh, Oilers kind of look like what more like what we, we thought they'd be.
3: Yeah, people in Calgary look at uh, the Oilers like a bad cold. You just can't shake them no matter go away. You know how the season started for them. I don't think anybody in hockey thought that they were definitely going to be out of the picture. I mean, it was looking tenuous there, don't get me wrong, but... Clearly, McDavid is healthier. And I don't even think dry is at 100% right now are not playing that way. And they're still just absolutely rolling, which surprises I don't think anybody's throwing this this neck of the woods. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's something we've heard about a lot in Calgary over the last couple of days that the Oilers have surged ahead of the Flames. Uh, because I can tell you when the Oilers were really struggling, that was one of the number one conversations in Calgary. People really took joy in it. And I told everyone, well, enjoy it while it lasts
0: because it's not lasting long. Yeah. Uh, Lindholm, uh, it, you know, I, I, I get where, where you still have to make a decision on the transition of where you are and where you hope to be in a, a year or two. But, you know, do you know, do you not almost have to keep Lindholm just knowing that, you know, you've got to battle Edmonton, you know, in the next few years and pe- keep people engaged?
3: But at what cost, Kipper, like, I I agree. It's tough to trade any one of those three guys. Like, I would argue Tanev is the hardest one to trade because he's the ultimate teammate, the ultimate pro. If you've got a young team, who better to teach them how to be a pro on and off the ice than a guy like Tanev? You know, I can say the same thing about Lindholm. At the beginning of the year, they offered him eight years times $8 million. The word on the street was on the open market, he probably thinks he can get nine, nine and a half. Well, with the season he's having right now and the season he had last year, 64 points. I think that's I think if I was Lindholm, I'd go back to the Flames and say, you know what? I'll take eight by eight. I really do. I think his stock is I'm not gonna say it's plummeted. He's coveted around the league as one of the better two way centers, but it's it's uh you know, at what price? And and I don't think the Flames can afford it. And uh and plus at the end of the day, I don't think he wants to stay here. I got that feeling. We all got that feeling when he left last year, and I don't think much has changed. In, the, in terms of positive news for him and the way he looks at this team and this city. Uh,
1: Dustin Wolf, uh, exciting some people there. Is he? How, how much time is he going to spend in the Flames' crease this year?
3: Well, I think is supposed to be out probably another week is what we're kind of led to believe with a broken finger. Um, while he's here, he sure made, made some noise. Uh, people love him. He's probably the most popular player on the team. People love every time they hear that he's starting. He represents the future. Yeah. And uh, people in this city are so excited about turning the page from the mushy middle and trying to build something different on the backs of youth. And as I said earlier, earlier Zari's one of the most exciting players on this team this year. Martin Postle has taken some time doing that. Matt Cordero got sent back down today. But at the end of the day, people are really excited about what he can bring. But of all them, Dustin Wolf is the guy they're most excited about. And I think in every one of his appearances this year, um, he's been really strong. A lot of the goals that he let in were not his fault. So exciting time for Flames fans to see this guy really starting to prove finally that at this level he can do it as well.
0: You know what, uh, as far as prototypical goalies today in the uh, National Hockey League, they're all 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". He doesn't fall into that, uh, but he's he's, uh, proven at every level that he doesn't have to be that size. But are there still some naysayers out there that think that'll catch up to him that he's not bigger than the guy across from him, 200 feet away.
3: You know, I I think for years you've heard that, but it's four years in a row. Now he's been the best goalie in the league that he played in two years in junior, two years in the AHL. And last year he was the MVP of the AHL. I mean, I don't know what else the guy can do to prove that he's ready for a legitimate shot than what he's done. And when you see him out there, it's not like he comes out and everyone says, oh, my Lord, he's so small. He, they still have him listed at six feet. I know that might be a little liberal, but at the end of the day, he's pretty close. And uh, he's only like 155, 160 pounds. He is small for sure, but he doesn't look small and he doesn't play small. And technically, you know, the golden, the goalie gurus around here tell me that technically the guy's as, as sound as they come. So I, I don't think many, I don't hear anybody saying, just wait a second, he needs to prove it. People think he's the real deal already.
1: Uh, Last one for me here. I I just want to get your thoughts on the change in coach from last year to this year. Everyone thought it was going different tone, right? How has Huska changed things for Calgary flames and the fans in the absence of Daryl Sutter?
3: Communication. You know, I mean, with, with Daryl and it was part of his ploy. He wanted everyone to be off balance and not know where they stood. And that's kind of the old school way. And we've all heard that. And, You guys have probably been coached that way by a few people. Uh, The new age coach and the Ryan Huskers of the world are all about the exact opposite. Let them know where they stand at all times. Give them constant feedback. Give them an overload of feedback. And that's the difference. And the players really respect Ryan. They like Ryan. And I know that doesn't matter whether players like a coach or not. It makes life easier, but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful. But I would say he's been a success. Uh, so far. I know the record might not reflect that, but don't forget guys, they had two wins in their first 10 games and a Lester coach might have let this thing get right off the rails and this thing could have been over before it even started, but he had them battle back and get right back into a playoff race, so I give him a ton of credit. I think he's been very effective.
0: Eric, great stuff, man. Really appreciate your time. Uh, Big challenge today. uh, Vegas, if they find a way to get this thing done, man, uh, they may just be the team that just won't go away.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think last night for two periods, it sort sure of looked like they were that team, but uh, at the end of the day, they're just not good enough to uh, roll with a team like the App. So we'll see how they fare tonight. They've only won once in Vegas in their history, so it'll be a tough one.
0: All right, Calgary and Vegas tonight. Eric, really appreciate your time, man. Thanks for doing this.
3: Cheers, boys. Always good to catch up. Take Thanks, care. Eric. Appreciate it.
0: Uh, he mentioned. A second round pick and uh, a pretty good prospect for for Tanev. A
1: Second rounder and a prospect. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: that's. Uh, Leafs have
1: neither of those things.
2: So,
0: yeah, there's a few teams probably uh, in a situation where either they don't have the prospect, or you know, there's there's still the cash element here, and the one thing that was so appealing to Craig Conroy when he moved Zadorov is that they happily took all of the money.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's always the option when someone sets a price like that for you to go, okay, well, we've got a really good prospect, so we'll call it a fourth. Or, you know, like that's kind of the, their baseline. It, it wouldn't have to be a second specifically depending what you had. But, uh, you know, if you're talking about the Leafs here as we were before.
0: Like the Leafs don't have a second, but they have the ability with Klingberg's contract gone now mm-hmm. to take all, all of it. Which so I think kind of matches. It a third
1: in the prospect or whatever? No,
0: it's not going yeah. to third.
1: Well, it depends what the prospect is, right? If it's Easton Cowan, it's not a pick mm-hmm. at all. You know, it depends yeah, what not you Cowan, trade for a prospect, obviously. But
0: would they push for Minton?
1: That would be ridiculous to the Leafs.
0: I mean, Minton is. They have to give something up sure. to go get a, a guy who can shut down teams like Chris yeah. Tanoff. It's not cheap. Yeah. Maybe.
1: No, 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 and, and maybe there's not a fit with the Leafs because the Leafs' prospects, like Minton and Cowan, are what they need now in that they're cheap and they're just about cooked in the oven. Like, they can use Minton next season. Um, so that's I, probably a tough one for them to make.
2: Nick Robertson been playing?
1: Now? Well, sure, and the Flames could use some scoring. By the way, Calgary if, Flames' if, top scorer is Kadri with 20 points. If
2: they're looking for a guy who gets with some scoring, they should probably find a guy who scores. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do want to say I've liked
1: Robertson he, a lot. He's trying so hard. He wins back pucks. He's, he's try- in the right spots. He's doing all Listen, the right things
0: under day. the right circumstances. Great right guys, bigger, heavier players to Put help him on the power play, him open up room. Yeah, I think I think there's something there. I think he's
1: a player now. I, I I believe he's an NHL player now. I didn't last year.
0: Hmm. Uh, a top six, yeah, player. Yeah,
1: I do on a not great team. <laughs> on the no, Calgary Flames. Listen, there's 32 teams in the league. Like, not everyone can be a top six guy on a cup winner. Yeah, But there's true. still 32 teams. Yep. Let someone talk to them. So, anyway. I, I am, like, you know, I like a
2: lot of their pieces on Calgary. and if,
1: Yeah. They're if, like the, the Canucks of old to me where it's like, I don't get why they're this bad.
2: Maybe it's just their jerseys are so beautiful. I like, like watching them. They're and it just feels like they should be better than they are. And they're just... You know, I I, I don't quite – I can't quite put my finger on it. Lack of scoring.
1: Yeah. The Lindholm thing was fascinating because, you know, I still think of him. He scored 42 goals for the Flames. Mm-hmm. Last year he played the whole season. He only had 22. Well – And this year he's uh, – When you don't play with,
2: you know, Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau
1: in a line. The best line in history, basically. Yeah, I mean, that, that's yeah, pretty – that's a pretty that easy dependent. job. But it's funny because if you had asked me who had more value in the open market, Nylander or Lindholm, after mm-hmm. that season – Probably Lindholm, right? He's a bigger guy, two way guy.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: And now it's like, you know, we're talking about Willie in the elevens, he's talking about eight by eight for Lindholm. So I mean, I, sign me up to give Lindholm. I, I don't think
0: Lindholm's gonna ever find himself in a a Klingberg situation where you're turning down sixty million mm-hmm. to take a little 64. bit more. Right? But It makes you, as a player, go, okay, when do I think enough's enough? Or when do I want to push for more? Or if I'm turning down 64, will I see it again? Could it become 50? Could it become 45? That's what I, you know. Could it become 30? And this
1: is why these guys sign these deals. You look at, um, how about Josh Anderson's contract? Mm. He's making five and a half for two more seasons. He's got one empty netter this year. How about... JG Pajot in the Isles. he's making five times, six, six years at 5 million per, you know, mm-hmm. how many points do you have this year? I don't know. You were like 10
2: In 27 games,
1: you know, as you know, like some of these guys that get offered longer term deals, sometimes you just got to take the longer term deal. Cause it's not always going to go great. So,
0: yeah. you know, yeah, you gotta be careful.
1: You gotta be careful. That's the security is a lot of value. And,
0: and the agent too, the agent's got to be careful. That's his money too.
1: It's a good point. I'm right? sure we always talk about Klingberg. I'm sure who his old agent is sitting home going, ah, could he use that boat. <laughs> <You
2: know? laughs> Klingberg should have hired Otani's agent.
0: <laughs> oh God. Uh, you know what? I, watching again Deferring last contract. night, uh, and Eric mentioned it. Like Blake Coleman, I'm watching Blake, and it's like no wonder. Like yeah, no wonder the Lightning. You know, one with that guy. Oh, he plays hard. Yeah. So hard. Plays he hard. was
1: so average in the American League, but he just works. Really? I did. I mean, he played for Albany when I was at the Marlies, and he was fine. Really? Yeah, he's second, third-line guy. Worked hard, forechecked. But just sure. took Continued it. to take that level up to where now you do that at the NHL level and you score 20 times, you make a lot of money.
0: Took it to another level. Yeah. yeah. And I think Rasmus uh, Anderson played 30 minutes with uh, 10 of out in the first 15 seconds. They yeah, ask nice. a
1: lot of Rasmus.
0: You, you, every, name, nice you,
1: every name you're
2: saying here, good I'm like, player. love that player. I know. Really love, like, love Kadri. I guess Hubert making 10-0 doesn't help them in terms of
1: yeah, what they But, yeah, Kadri, do. Coleman, Elias Lindholm, Mackenzie Wieger, Rasmus Anderson, Mangiapane, yeah. Huberdo, like, Backland, Hannafin. That Leg- team has so many good Legitimately players. Legitimately
2: really like all those guys.
1: I like Dubé, Chris Tanev. Walker. Game Dewar, time. Sorry. Coronado. Sorry. No, it's a good team.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. It's, maybe they don't give up quite yet. All right.
1: It's game time presented by Bet365.
2: Visit the app, the latest odds, and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Got a few dogs for this evening. You know, I've been red hot. So No Otani talk? No Otani talk. Okay. Uh, checking in on the odds. I saw a great t-shirt floating around Twitter. That the Los Angeles tax Dodgers, ah, and I was like, I, that's great I might line. have to get that T-shirt. That's a good T-shirt. I asked you before
1: the show. I was like, wouldn't the state of California be upset that the guy's going to work there and not pay any of those taxes? But like, don't you want the money? You're making two million a year. Like, just... he's going to make forty mil in endorsements and just yeah, live off yeah. that. It's like,
0: you're, we're going to go. One day, and we're gonna go to Cap Friendly, and it won't completely make any sense. No, it's gonna be it's
1: so many layers. Remember the good old
0: days when you actually got paid, number a salary, a a real number at a real time.
1: But I can't believe California is not gonna be like he's gonna do the work here, leave, and then get the money. We want our money; he earned it here. No, that's not how it works. No, no,
0: it's like my innocent. If why he's paying, what's he making? Two million dollars? Yeah. Well, he's paying taxes on two million dollars. Yeah, so that's but his income. No,
1: he's making seventy. He's getting paid to.
0: But he's not making it till later on. Yeah, but yeah, he until is he's making not.
1: It. He is making it well, in it? the ten years he's in this the is state. A, this is an excellent
0: conversation. <laughs> no, this is. Uh, uh, I
1: think it's. Can relevant. you get an
0: accountant? Can well, you get a, an American? Having? Yeah, call Stu up. We need we Let's need someone an ankle, smarter than like. us. But all I know is that you you pay what you're supposed to pay and. He's not supposed to pay taxes on it. Yeah, you're right about that. So, tonight I'm going with two pretty significant dogs. Uh,
2: Last night I went, literally dogs, the Coyotes. Last night I went with the Coyotes. Didn't treat me too well. But they're on the second half of back-to-back tonight. Going into the Penguins.
0: No, Penguins cannot lose tonight. They are. not. Here's
2: the the thing about the Penguins. They're not very good. They're not very good. We just went through Calgary's lineup. Look at the Penguins'
0: lineup.
2: Okay. I think they might lose, and uh, you get pretty good value on plus one hundred and sixty on the Coyotes. The, pe- the Penguins, the Penguins to me should not be a minus two hundred favorite against anybody in the league. The way they're playing right now, they haven't scored on the power play in six years. So, say this,
1: I think the Penguins are going to win. Is, but is, I think uh, that's a good bet. Is yeah. there
2: is there a bet on a power play goal value? No, I would. I, they don't. I would say I don't even know how to look that up. What was Not savvy enough. A bet on a power play goal. <laughs> they haven't scored a one play? in a month.
1: Yeah. What uh, would you put it at? In a minute. A
2: lot. Uh, the other one I'm looking at is the Flyers in Nashville. Seems like the books aren't quite believing good
1: Flyers. Believing in the Nashville's Flyers yet? Thinking?
2: And I watched that Nashville team be pretty listless on Saturday night. The Flyers are playing hard. Uh, they have uh, balls, as their coach likes to say. Yeah, uh, they're plus one hundred and twenty in Nashville tonight. So give Great me the one. give me the Preds. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Give me the Preds? Oh, give me the, what did I say? I meant to say give me the Flyers over the Preds. And the last quick one, another one, you're talking about a team that needs to win. The Red Wings have yet to win with uh, Patrick Kane, I believe, right? They haven't won yet. They're looking to lose. It'll be the third in a row that they would lose. Third game that he's played. Uh, They're plus 120 in St. Louis. Uh, So, they gotta win a game here eventually. St. Louis isn't great. I like that one as a dog. Yeah. And I just, just look I, at the Futures. I don't like him without Dylan
0: Larkin for a while. Yeah, it's tough. Do you know
1: how long he's out?
0: Seems like a long time. Yeah. Doesn't look good. He's on IR, but that's not the, the 10 games or 24-day so one.
1: placeholder till he's LTIR.
2: And the crazy thing, I was looking at the Futures because, you know, I like to look at the Futures. The second favorite for the Vesna right now, Cam Talbot, plus
1: 750. That's a bad bet. Don't place don't, that do bet. Do not bet that. <laughs> but
2: it's crazy. It's a weird year. Goalies yeah. are weird, man. They in the are. year 2023, Cam Talbot is the second favorite for the Vesmen in, in December. Sends Crazy. He's just going, what? Pardon? <laughs> yeah, we, just, we traded Gustafson for him, and now oh. we don't have him? All right. Uh, that was Game Time, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. at Bet365 must be 19+, Ontario only, please
0: play responsibly. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and usually when we do that, there's music played, right?
1: When we come back. Oh, when we come back. hours.
2: Okay. I think. I'm just...
0: I can't, honestly, I
2: couldn't tell you. <laughs> That's hilarious. We've done the show for the yeah. third hey, what year and is, we don't know.
0: What is up with uh, uh, Mikko Rantanen because oh, oh, yeah. uh, oh, my he's God. not very happy with a teammate's dad. Is that yes. the story? Yeah. Do you have that clip? I do. Oh, I want to hear it after the break. Okay. All I'm right.
1: happy with your dad, by the way. Oh yeah, he's a he's good, good guy. guy. Yeah, shout out Al.
0: Just don't no,
2: Al, hey. <laughs> Andy, sorry, <laughs> and, and okay. just don't watch him putt from four feet. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, what? Nice. It takes too long, or what?
0: Little, this <laughs> we'll go to break. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> Tell me during the break. All right, more real Kipper and Bourne after these words.
2: Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe
1: and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, tech guru and genius of our show, the oh. brains behind the whole operation, Derek Brandale, yeah, of course. Oh yeah. And what do you like? He misses music intro once, and you're up in arms over it, really? Yeah.
1: No, it's an integral part of my pre-shot routine. I think
0: the show's nothing without him. If
1: it's I, it's true. If I, if I don't, it's like if I don't have it as part of like doing my glove up before my swing, I can't.
0: And swing. let's not forget Jen Rollnick. Yes. Another. And what about me? Tech genius. (laughs) You. I help. You're just you. You're just (laughs) you. So in light of all these uh, dad trips, I think the Leafs are currently on one. Flyers are on one as well. Why do you have a problem with your dad putting within three feet? Oh,
1: why'd you bring it back up? No, no reason. (laughs) Oh
0: He he just gets lots of gimmies
1: for me. Well, well, while we're discussing dads and putting, my dad is a lefty, and he is so not confident with his putting. Inside 10 feet, he switches and putts right-handed. He carries two putters to avoid the short yips.
0: Okay, can I share my dad? dad. Yeah, let's My dad took up golfing at age 65 and uh, had three hole-in-ones. Come on. Uh, Up until he stopped golfing maybe Five years ago. Wow. Years ago. Three. Three. Yes.
2: That's remarkable. And that you is. have one? I've got two. Borny? One. Oh, yeah, when you are like 12, right? 12, you? yeah. Nah.
0: I forgot to tell you guys yesterday.
1: You had one yesterday? No. Oh.
0: But I golfed Saturday. What? <laughs> what? You guys okay?
1: <laughs> How did that not come up?
0: I don't know. What? Golfed in December no You yeah. didn't mention it? Latest ever. Wow. It was was really warm. It was balmy, 13 degrees. I saw my boy. What was open? Rosedale? Yeah, Rosedale. They've got all temporary uh, holes at the bottom of the the greens. Yeah. And I'm hitting. Auto two putt. You love it. Driver. Like, (laughs) it felt good to
2: unleash. There was a few courses open. Uh, My boy out at Town, Barry, he opened it up. I saw some tweets from out there. Like, it was golfable. It was very mild. On Saturday. I'm out there at the park with my kids like a fool. Yeah, I was raking leaves or something.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, as we mentioned, going to break, uh, Rantanen. Really kind of a strange thing because I had to be reminded that uh, he's speaking of a teammate's dad Yeah, who apparently made comments to a Finnish newspaper well, that he was not happy with. It's
1: Arturi Lekkanen's
0: dad. Yes. And
1: what was the context that you told us? The context push- is that Lekkanen's dad is a hockey commentator, a yes. former player who was talking, you know, it wasn't just like a random person on the street interview or something.
0: And the gist of it is that he questioned his um, off-season. off-season training and whether or not he was in great shape or not, correct? Something like that.
1: Yeah,
2: that's Do we, the we have it?
0: We do have the clip. That's your we- Miko on- Rantanen yeah, weighing in on yeah. that. Feels good, you know. And, and uh, there's actually one thing where I got a lot of extra energy. You know, one of our Finnish NHL players' dad was talking me about media that I didn't train last summer like I used to do, and and uh, he was just making making things up. So I think that was that was for him, you know. Uh, if you if you talk, it's gonna come back at you. So apparently, he like
1: went out of his way to make this point.
0: I yeah wasn't even referenced. No, right? Nobody knew anything about it, and that's uh that's usually the case that there's always a ton of news coming out of Sweden and finland and but it doesn't necessarily reach us here in North America, mm. so it kind of sits idle, but Ranton and brought it to the forefront. That one, that one stuck with them.
1: Yeah, um and it is. It's weird to me that he says a Finnish player's – one of our Finnish player's dads. Yeah, he, like, didn't, he didn't just say the name. He didn't
2: go Lecky's dad. Yeah. He went uh, Finnish player's
1: dad. Yeah. There was some stuff in, like, the replies to this that they know each other, Miko and They're, the they, Finnish, they Finnish they gotta player's dad. They've got to be buddies. Come on. Yeah, it sounds like they have a relationship. Yes. But this is a – come on. That's a direct – you don't go into the news and swear twice about a guy talking whatever if you're just being playful. We're
2: talking about it nationally on television in Canada, a finished newspaper story. Yeah. so Yeah, he wanted he, to make a point here. Mission accomplished for, for Miko here. Yeah. Don't you think?
1: Let's check out his season stats, shall we?
2: He scored his first and nine last night, I think. I think
0: that that's what he was mentioning.
1: He said it felt It, good. it just
0: sounded like, I don't know, if you're going to go out of your way to do that, and he is a professional broadcaster, is he not? He so is. he's paid to have an opinion. But not on the NHL. And here's what would
1: kill me, Kip, is if, if you're Rantanen, you know that oh, – I forget his first name. Rantanen's – whatever. Lekinen's dad got that info, info from somewhere, that opinion from somewhere. Yeah. And where does it come from? It comes from Arturi. It I comes mean, from your teammate.
0: Arturi. I mean, yeah. you an amazing name, by the way. You're assuming yes. we don't know. We don't know for sure, yeah,
1: but Lechannin's dad wasn't watching Rannin well, maybe he was watching him work out if you summer.
2: but I see where you're coming from, if you're rantin', you're like, where the hell did you hear that?
1: Yes.
0: You're like where, where did could that it come, have come from, from Unless and you're, you're going to start you're going to start I get the assumption for sure yeah
1: drawing lines here. i did see something that maybe they work out maybe he does know maybe he did see which would make it even worse if he watched them all work out all summer and then yeah. it was like yeah not a
0: really great workout yeah, those, there, pal. Those, those, curl, like, those
1: arms are looking a little noodly. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> no,
0: it just seems like uh, going out of your way for like a, i don't know if it's i like if it. it's worth it no but you know what if Willie Nylander... Said I
1: read this thing in the paper. Someone was talking crap about me, and I went out there, and I it motivated me yeah. personally, and I stuck it. Cali
0: Yarncrock's dad said, "Yeah, you he, love that this guy was dog. like
1: engaged and mad and Would you and do
0: like, it if really nobody else heard it? Well,
1: that's the thing. If a tree, you want a hockey comment falls in Finland, and no one you, hears it or reads it. Yes. But he's from Finland, boys. It's
0: obviously a huge story so there. So he's
1: clearing up four Finnish people being like, yeah, actually, Why don't you um...
0: just call somebody in Finland and leave it in Finland? <laughs>
1: he's got 34 points in 28 games. He's so
0: doing we gonna okay. So are going to see a practice fight soon?
1: I-, I read something. You know what I could have used here? And no, I don't know the context again of the reporter and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like... He said that, and the immediate follow-up question was, yeah, and how about this other guy on your team? Yeah. Like, Can I get a follow-up to that one? Be like, "Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best follow-up you could give.
0: Uh, uh, elaborate. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you talking about? Who said what? Anyway. All right, what seems to be a, a quiet uh, scenario for suspensions in October and November, it heats up. David Perron gets six games. Six games. good uh, Branson gets one game.
1: Can I find you the... You
0: okay with the six? Uh, and, you know, I uh, think one of the uh, comparables has to go back to Austin, uh, Austin Matthews in the outdoor game. That's a while back, though. Is, it, is there a matter, statute of it? limitations in terms of when you can compare something? But Because it was... A fairly significant cross-check that Matthews put on uh, Erasmus. To me, it was more... From Buffalo. I
2: think Matthews earned his two on that one, but I don't think there's any comparison in terms of the intent and how malicious they were. Well, we sat here... Matthews is... He got him in the shoulder first and it rode up. Yeah.
1: Perron went... Straight
3: across. And PJ Stocks said right he traveled in, distance yeah, to
1: make the cross check. Right into his mouth. Yeah. Right into his face. PJ yesterday was saying, like, if it's 10 games, he'd be fine with it. The intent to injure
0: is there. What about the fact that you just got the wrong guy? Completely yeah, got the wrong guy. <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> okay. it, rem- it reminded me when we'd drive to Florida every once in a while, and the three of us, me and my two sisters, would be driving my dad nuts yeah. and to the point where he's like, you know, he starts swinging his right arm <laughs> at us, and he says, I don't care who it hits. And that's basically what Perron did. Yeah. It was he the, pulled a dad. Yeah, he
1: dad-moded, and it was unnecessary. So anyway, we on the show yesterday were like, uh, PJ was like, could be 10, I don't care. I thought it was vicious, didn't like it. Alan Walsh, Perron's agent, he says, Department of Player Suspensions, a.k.a. the Peros Kangaroo Court, is a media PR entity has nothing to do with player safety, baseball bat swing to player's head, no hearing." He's referring to Truba, presumably, mm-hmm. on Aaron. Frederick. Perron, uh, 1,100 NHL games without suspension. Zub played the next chef, uh, shift six games. This is a farce, he said. Perron's never been suspended before? That's also shocking. He's a grease bag.
2: I'm surprised that fine. he hasn't been. Fine. But he's always played on the edge. I think he had a playoff
0: fine. That's it. Walsh well, really? also says
1: the violent gentleman is a joke. Oof. George Peros swears that brand. So, hey, I, that's not my words. Alan, uh, that's it. He represents his players.
0: I Absolutely. That job, George, George Paris has, first of all, it's the worst job in hockey.
1: It's the worst job no in question. hockey, and I think he does a good job. And I know that's not a popular I think thing today. I
0: like it. I think they should max out that job at four years. I, it should be. Keep it turning.
1: I 100% agree that it's like.
0: Because there is a chance a that you you can reset. Well, that's the old guy, but I see New standard. New standard, different standard, fresher standard.
1: And also, you can only take so much abuse from the public. Here's a question I don't know if you can
2: answer, but would you rather it be stricter? Like, do we want it stricter? Do we want it less strict? Like, I I don't know what the thing I want.
1: I think the people on my Twitter feed, which, you know. A little lefty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I would, would, would like to see it stricter.
0: You know? Like yeah. hit, but that's see, my fault. hitting out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> no hit league. No hit league.
1: But I, so, I, I mean, I'm pretty fine with the standard, and I think he does a good job. Yeah, I I thought six was a good number.
0: I, everybody wants hard hockey and yeah. hard hitting and... You know, show me something that I can never envision myself doing. Dude, we had Mike Gartner okay. on this show who Calling said the game. he can't
1: watch some of the games because there's not enough of it.
0: I know. He's like, there's
1: not enough aggression, That's animosity, competitiveness. you have competitiveness. to say, all right,
0: let's get here. We yeah, need plan B. Oh,
1: oh, we got to. Mike Gartner's <laughs> time not for a referendum. We got to do something different here. Yeah. So, yeah, six games to me. Traveled some distance. Bad shot. Sit down. I think he forfeits $150,000. You know, that, a money. that's a convincer to not do it again. But, yeah, I, I thought it was a good number. You care okay with it, Kip?
2: Yeah. Branson got one game, uh, by I thought, the way. Yeah, for the, I, but it was
1: just a rule. Play. Oh, was that was It, a it was mandatory? like some, Yeah,
2: it was a mandatory one.
0: Rule 40-something for something. Listen, I, early when I covered the NHL retiring, I remember 20 games, 23 games, suspensions. Yeah, but
1: Chris Simon also stepped on a man on purpose. Yeah, I think Brad May
0: got suspended, didn't he? Didn't our boy Brad May get suspended 20 games or something? Rafi
1: Torres was also having a tough time remembering. some big numbers. Cook. Yeah. Cook got a lot of long ones. But I will say, to the credit of the Department of Player Safety, whether it was Shanahan or uh, Peros or whoever, we don't see that stuff. Anymore, like almost none of it. You still get these borderline players. You guys get clipped, but it's ten times cleaner than it was.
0: Still, get the credit it deserves for how clean the game is. To
1: play the game at this speed in a competitive, physical, whatever, to be as clean as it is is, is—I don't think you can ever do better. It's still humans. To me, though, that's not good. That it's as clean as it is. Yeah, I mean, like I
0: love the greasy part of hockey. Some would argue that's the most most
2: unique part of it.
0: Cousins hit on Goodbranson, and we heard him talk about it. Uh, I
2: I have the quote here if you want me to read it. Yeah, please do. He didn't say it to any cameras. He just said it to, I guess, uh, Jeff Swoboda. My kids are 85 feet away from that hit. You know what I mean? It's a terrible hit. I was walking around, pacing through the hallway, trying to calm down back at home. I'm just happy my legs still work. That's the level of danger that was involved with that hit.
1: That was Goodbranson saying that? Yeah. Says it's I don't blame a bad hit. That I, I hated that play. Uh,
0: he also said, if that hit takes place three feet before that, I end up going down and bending my neck.
1: Yeah, well, he's not wrong.
0: That's when you get a, comp- a compression fracture, and yeah. who knows how the rest of your life is. And you know, he's not, he's not wrong. Like, no. but like, the what ifs are the thing that I think scares everybody. So if I take a baseball swing at you on the ice and I miss you, should that be the same penalty as if I hit you?
1: It's the attempted murder argument. If you shoot a guy and you suck at shooting, you're still got the same intent. You know, you're still... It's a
2: tough one. That's why I'm, it's a hard job, and I wouldn't want
1: it. Yeah, definitely, you have to a little bit play the result because you know maybe you're trying to scare him with the swing. You know, you can like question some of the intent. You know, as a but, I typically believe that you should penalize the intent. You know, not the outcome. I I, I do think that if Truba takes that swing and it hits Frederick, you can quibble about whether you think he did it or not. But you know, just because Frederick's okay doesn't make it any different yeah. than if he was concussed. He still. Clocked him in the head with a stick.
0: Fredericks was such a mutant.
1: Didn't even face it <laughs> <laughs> in a <the> pit bull. <laughs>
0: My first training camp in Philadelphia, Bob Clark's on the ice teaching guys how to take face-offs. Mm. And he's like, okay, he gets in first. And then when you come in, you take your blade and you slowly drop it, but start it at the top of his forehead and let it run right by his nose. On the way down, over yes, (laughs) over his lip and by his throat, and then you put your stick down. I'm like, that's some serious intent right there. (laughs) You're sending a very clear message. Oh man!
1: You know when I played junior hockey, and you know it was two thousand three or something like that, so twenty years ago, my junior coach used to say that you know if, if if you're getting run to cross-check the guy running you in the face as he's running at you, and he's like, we'll kill that penalty, and people will stop running you. Like, this was a part of hockey that was mm-hmm. strategized, and now I don't know that those sort of plans ever go into effect. You know? You don't see players doing what you're talking about, sending messages the yeah. same way. I think a lot of it's not as intentional. I, I, so they the don't not cleaner.
2: They don't play again until, I think, March. I, if I was Cousins, I'd be like, I got the flu that night.
1: Hundred percent. Good,
2: good. Branson's got to be I, top ten guys. I, in the league. You do not want. He that is a big mean man. Yeah, I don't. I'm not going out there against him. Uh, Coach Hammy,
1: Hammy, day. It just
2: It's <laughs> it's barking. I I can't go.
1: Did you were you playing like when the like Philly flu and all that was like a real thing when like there were teams that you just like literally wouldn't want to go into their building.
0: Not not just at the end of your dad's yeah. era. I mean, it was it was a lot more. It was not. Nah, listen, I mean. D- uh, Dave Brown, Daryl Stanley. There's some kooks in Philly that could <laughs> make a lot of people nervous, but not that level that we truly saw, I think, late 70s, mid 80s. Did anyone
1: like that? Like, I-, I should even ask you if you, how you felt as someone going into those games who was asked to sometimes fight. Did you ever, did you like fighting? Did you feel like, like cause those Flyers teams seem to revel in the idea that this was gonna be yeah. the way it is.
0: The answer to your question is yes. Really? Yes. I like fighting. Really? Yeah. And I I'm okay from zero to seven, but once you get me past seven, like, all bets are off. I, I mean... In terms
1: of anger level. Yeah,
0: in terms of anger level. And, like, I'm, I'm okay the wires to hold... Are, the wires are But the, the wires really cross at seven on. And it's like, I don't care. You, you need to pull me out on a stretcher. I'm fine with it. I just, I'll give you everything I got. Yeah.
2: So, what was the building that you were the most afraid of going into, though?
0: When you played? Uh, back then, probably it was Philly, because, uh... You know, Chikrin and uh Beruby mm. Like there's some some big men there. <laughs> so, and that, and yeah. you knew what their they knew what their jobs were. Yeah.
1: Someone tweeted a video of oh, I uh, saw the two thousand brawl we, or, we went, or whatever.
0: We went and got Cordic because we were getting beat up so bad. And then we had one of the worst brawls in the history of the game. Yes. And it was just goofy.
1: Yeah, the anger. Like I've never understood the people who get blackout mad and, and like in, in hockey. I'm like, I, I don't have it. I don't have.
0: People can't stop watching that stuff, though.
1: Well, we watched that. I sent you guys the video. It was Berube who ran the goalie and yeah. then gets the flippers off and is like, but the, first come, first serve, baby."
2: But then at the other end, the guy that went in and just went punched the goalie. goalie in the face, <laughs> and then immediately like. That yeah. just doesn't happen anymore. No, and probably. I love that stuff.
0: Okay, what were we talking about? No, idea. Are we way are way off course here. Just totally. No idea. No idea. No no idea. idea. Oh, David suspensions. Oh, right, do we right, right. need more suspensions? Yeah. No. Wow. Well, and the answer. Hey, did anyone get suspended no. in those days? No.
1: What do you mean no? The games just ended. You just committed your Toronto Trump- war a, crimes. There, there, was a, home. A,
0: a, there was an ex-NHLer that uh, many of us ex-NHLers uh, did a camp with Vern Buffy, and yeah. he tells us a story when. Everything went mi- crazy the first three or four minutes in a hockey game. Yeah. And it was so crazy to mark down all the penalties. They just said, okay, uh, everybody go back to the bench. We're going to start this game over again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm packing up. I got to go to my son's Christmas. Okay, oh, I, I love I, it.
3: Nobody Monster. knows
0: what happened. So let's just start the game over again. <laughs> love it. Restart. Like, That's really a good, smart idea. That love is. it. Okay, our thanks to Arthur Staple from The Athletic and Eric Francis. We're back again tomorrow. Enjoy your games. 10 on tap. Real and Bourne. Give us a rating and review if you get a chance to. We'd love to hear from you. We're back again tomorrow.